This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Friday edition of the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice Media. As always, I am your host, Matty Ice, and it is another beautiful day, another beautiful week. Uh, spring is here. It is in full force. Uh, I'm sitting here in my quiet room. It's a beautiful cup of coffee. It tastes so good. Uh, it's the little things in life, folks, and I think I've said that many times. Uh, it really is. Um, normally on Fridays, uh, Mike and I would have come to you with some content. It's something that we want to do going forward. Uh, last week, we were busy up late uh, Thursday night doing the draft. Uh, we had a great time on Twitch for those of you who showed up. Thank you uh, for those who participated. It was awesome to have you there. Uh, we just had a great time with it. Uh, our parents watched and listened, and they just thought it was a blast. And Mike and I had such a great time. So we do owe you some content. We do owe you the conclusion to our thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier. And we also owe you our thoughts on the upcoming Marvel movies that are uh, have just been teased or at least have just been announced. So there's a lot of content there, and we definitely are going to get that to you, unfortunately, some scheduling conflicts have gotten in the way, but don't worry, we will actually get there. So I'm forced to sort of go solo on a Friday, which I haven't done for quite a while. It's actually um, a new, <laughs> it feels like a new feeling a little bit, even though it's something that I've done many times over. Uh, so I had to look for something to talk about this week. Um, for those of you who, who might listen to some of my other work, um, I was back on uh, Political Football, which is a podcast I do with Cleve and Dave. And um, we were talking about you know, Aaron Rodgers and toxic workplaces. And that actually seems like a perfect thing to talk about on a Friday, because I'm sure there are many people who are listening today who are there at their workplace on a Friday thinking, I really wish I was somewhere else. And not necessarily because it's Friday and you just want to get into the weekend, but because you have been thinking to yourself, you know, I really need a change. Uh, this is not the place for me. This is not the environment that I thrive in. And I really need to go and find my happiness somewhere. And I think you're not alone. I think that that happens you know, pretty frequently. Um, but when it happens in such a high profile way, and I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers for a second, uh, when it happens in this kind of high profile way, um, it, it sort of highlights what many of us go through and also the complexities of what some of these situations are like. Not every workplace situation is created the same. Uh, not every disgruntled employee is created the same. There are many people who have unrealistic ideas of what their workplace should be like, unrealistic expectations of what their employer's expectations are of them. And I'll give an example. So where I work for the federal government, we have a very difficult time um, handling what we call problem employees or people who are underperforming. Um, it's a little bit easier to get rid of or, you know, deal with somebody who is a quote unquote conduct uh, issue. Are they showing up late? Uh, how are they treating the uh, the other employees? How are they treating the staff? You know, things like that. Um, are they, you know, being racist? Are they being, you know, insensitive? Things like that. Those types of activities, those types of uh, behaviors, we can actually, you know, sort of grasp onto and have. There's a finite way in which we can deal with them. However, the idea of like somebody's performance slipping is a little bit different. Um, you know, we have sort of rubrics in place that say what each employee, including management is you know responsible for within a given uh, given year and you know we sort of have a rating system one through five but deciding when somebody is is underperforming is 
is difficult sometimes because the burden of proof that it takes to show that somebody is not performing up to the level within this particular plan that they have, um, you know, especially following things like HR regulations, union codes, things like this, um, it does become difficult. And so, um, you know, I can actually sympathize with a toxic workplace. I've been in a situation even within my current employer where the people that were working around me were just not my style. Um, you know, responsibilities had been taken away. I felt as if I was being stripped of my usefulness when I didn't feel as if it was warranted. So you try to place that same feeling on this Aaron Rodgers situation. So for those of you who are unaware, Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback in the National Football League, and he is the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He's been in the league for quite a while. I believe he's 37. Um, he's somewhat of a personality outside of football as well. Recently been seen uh, co-host or you know hosting Jeopardy as a as a guest host now that Alex Trebek has passed on uh, and they are you know still trying to sort of find their new host and that seems to be something that he thrives in um, you know he's been seen taking trips to meet the Dalai Lama uh, he was with Danica Patrick for a while so he is not somebody who is so closed off that you don't know who he is uh, unless you are a football fan but most notably he is you know a well you know soon to be Hall of Fame quarterback for uh, the Green Bay Packers in the last few years, uh, there's been a lot of narrative about his relative unhappiness being with that particular organization, not just in their lack of being able to get to the mountaintop of the Super Bowl, uh, but the organization's sort of lack of communication with him and at least making him feel feel as if he is the cornerstone of the franchise. Uh, within the current construct of the NFL, within the current paradigm of the NFL, your quarterback is key. Uh, that's why so many teams are reaching at the top of the draft board to take new talent because uh, at quarterback, you know, when you hit a home run with a quarterback, you are set for usually many, many years. And that's kind of the idea is knowing what your uh, base is, what your rock is, and then building around that foundation, just as you would a house. And Aaron Rodgers has been that foundation since 2008, 2009, something like that. Uh, he is a Super Bowl champion. He is a multi-time MVP winner, and he has earned much of the credentials that he carries with him. He has earned, in my opinion, the ability to sort of voice some opinions about the organization as a whole. The NFL is a cutthroat business. Um, they, this, it is not a business, despite the fact that its public persona would tell you different, it is not a, uh, a business that it really cares about the employees in the way that other companies do. Like when you see the Googles, the Microsofts, places like this, which have gone out of their way to be sort of alternate or alternative workplaces with campuses and so many different fun things. I got to visit the Microsoft campus and you know I saw this firsthand just in one building. And if I was an employee there knowing that I had to work hard, but also knowing that the company was backing me in a way that would help me balance that work, work life balance, especially with family uh, while I'm in the building, being able to sort of be a little bit more relaxed uh, while also applying my craft. Like those things are important to employees, I think at least, uh, the employees that I know, people that I know in the workforce. And um, Aaron Rodgers feels as if his his uh, workplace is toxic because of this lack of communication, because he has not been able to give his opinions or give any type of uh, constructive feedback on the way that they have built their team, on the roster construction around him. While his play has not waned in any way, he has suffered some injuries based off of um, you know some of the uh, just bad luck in general. But he has played through a lot of injuries. He has played through so many things and continued to be at his peak. He's still kind of playing in a prime place now. 
while his mobility has slowed down, uh, nothing about his play has slowed down as he won the MVP last year at age 37. So there's a lot of evidence that would suggest that he is still performing at a high level and that there is still a window for which they can win with him. However, the organization has you know, evaluated everything around them, and when it comes to the draft specifically, they have gone a different direction. They have drafted for need in other areas that at least your casual fan will believe is the wrong move. Defensive players, offensive line, uh, while not really focusing on wide receivers. Uh, and, and that's been really the prime focus. And this was also the focus when Tom Brady was at the end of his Patriots career as well how they weren't giving Tom enough weapons. And one of the things to remember here is that in order to keep an aging quarterback young, you have to put young, uh, highly skilled you know, position players around them because their skills are going to decline. It's just a matter of getting older. Like a 40-year-old quarterback is not gonna play the same as a 25-year-old quarterback athletically. Um, mentally, they've seen everything, they've been in every situation. And so it does lend itself to being more uh, savvy when you're, when you're behind the line. But athletically, a 25-year-old is generally not as athletically gifted, is more athletically gifted than a 40-year-old, uh, unless you're Tom Brady, who's apparently going to play until he's, uh, you know, 60 or so. So Aaron has gone out of his way this year to sort of anonymously make it known that he no longer wants to be employed by this team. And he has done so by telling certain folks in the organization who I'm sure he knows have the ability to sort of get that information up to the top of the chain or out to the media. And it leaked out to the media as everything does today like nothing is a secret anymore uh even if he wanted to keep it a secret um, it's just not that and i think he'd be naive to think that it would be a secret so this news comes out right before the draft and everybody's all in a frenzy we've been talking about this for a week now um and i've thought about it a lot actually because it's not just a football um you know occurrence i think this happens quite often in every everybody's lives um, you know, quote unquote, regular people go through this, not just these quarterbacks or these athletes that we see in the public eye. When it's in the public eye, that's when you're able to see a little bit uh, into it. And I think we sort of micro analyze and overanalyze these situations. And we apply these sort of uh, moral filters on these things, because well, they're making a lot of money, so they shouldn't be allowed to do this, or they should be allowed to do that and so forth. And I think an important aspect of that is to think about its relativity. You know, every business has a different uh, economy that is associated with it. Not every uh, job, not every profession, not every you know business essentially has the same, should be on the same playing field. How much money a doctor makes as opposed to how much money Aaron Rodgers makes. I mean, a doctor makes a lot of money relative to what I make. Aaron Rodgers makes a lot of money relative to what basically everybody makes, right? So it's all relative. Like this is the economy, this is the market. And the idea of it being too high and they're getting paid too much, that's a different argument. But to sort of put that in there and say, well, they make a lot of money, so they shouldn't allow to be happy uh, is is really not right, because the amount of money that they are getting paid is relative to the profession that they're in. And they don't really have a lot of say over that. The other people are cutting the checks. Like, obviously, I wish that where I work would pay more, uh, but that's just not how it works, right? I make good money within the confines of the place that I work and within and relative to what a lot of other people make in terms of uh, median income, average income across the country. So I feel very fortunate. Does that mean that I'm not allowed to be happy at work? No, right? Like I, I think I should be able to be happy, be engaged, be fulfilled at work, um, just as everybody should. And so I think everybody is allowed to be uh, uncomfortable, you know, be sort of unhappy with their work situation. 
But I think where the difference comes in for me is my sympathy for what he is going through hits a wall because the way in which you go about things, the way in which you engage the, um, the actions that you take on these emotions uh, really affect to me how you should be perceived. And this goes across the board because I have had interactions with family members who um, it, is, it is their feeling that the ends will always justify the means. Um, they can do and say anything because in their mind it is justified because they feel so righteous and so uh, correct on the hill that they want to die on that they can say anything and do anything. There are no consequences to their actions, or at least they don't feel there ever should be. Um, and I just do not believe in this philosophy. I believe that everybody at some point does something they're not proud of, says something that they're not proud of and generally has a time in their life when they feel, I really think I could have done better. I really think I could have been a better person. However, accountability is something that makes it whether you you know grow from it or whether you continue to go down this path. And I feel that accountability is key. Uh, I hold myself to that standard. You know, I have, again, said things to other people in my past, you know, and it's not just in the recent past, but like way when I was younger. And obviously I, you know, don't, want to be doing that in my adult life um, I look back on it and think I could have been better there I don't necessarily regret the, those types of things because again and as I've said in a previous episode if we're constantly stuck uh, in the past we're never going to move forward and grow so I look at it and think that's not the person that I am that's not the person that I want to be and so my actions are going to reflect the type of person that I want to be even during times that I'm unhappy uh, back earlier, you know, in 2015, 2016, I was in a position at work where I was deeply unhappy. And I, I spoke about that earlier. Um, people were going out of their way to almost make it personal, right? Uh, chastising me publicly, saying things about how I don't know anything uh, in the middle of meetings with colleagues who, you know, know me, right? They've worked with me. They know what I'm capable of. And they know that that is just not the way that you go about things. If you want to talk to somebody about their performance, you want to coach them up. You do that in a private setting. You do that one-on-one. -on -one. That's how a leader would do that. Um, you don't publicly shame somebody and chastise them as if you're talking to your child. It's just not how, how you do that. And that's the type of uh, environment that I was in. Um, and despite all of that, I never phoned it in. I never became a malcontent. I didn't mouth off to my bosses. Um, I would talk to my wife about it. And I realized that I needed to stick it out for a certain amount of time because it was incumbent on me to give it a fair shake, to be able to say like, hey, I gave this a year plus, and look, this just was not working for you, for me, and we need to move on. And I did that. Um, I did the work I was asked to do, even though the work was menial, it was almost demeaning, to be honest, a lot of busy work when I was, you know, having just been promoted and had been giving a lot of ideas, been a part of a lot of team projects, and I just felt as if it was unfair, but I didn't phone it in. I didn't drop hints to other people within management that I, I was unhappy, that I wanted to be let go. Um, and that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And also now we're hearing stories about him openly mocking uh, certain members of the management team, specifically the general manager in team meetings, um, calling him names, you know, calling him Jerry Krause, who was the architect of six Chicago Bulls NBA championships. And granted that had Michael Jordan. Uh, however, that person still put people around Michael Jordan to succeed. And I think that there is merit to that. I think that they should be uh, respected, even though the end of that tenure, wanting to blow the whole thing up uh, was, you know, not the, not, not the move that now that hindsight is, you know, 2020, right? Um, 
but I still feel as if Aaron Rodgers is a leader uh, with his teammates, especially the teammates that don't have the kind of clout that he does. And that's an important factor too. Aaron Rodgers is the face of the franchise. So he can sort of get away with doing this kind of thing because the franchise is put in a difficult position of, well, we don't want this behavior, but we can't really afford to let him go because he's good. We, we want to win. That's what sports uh, teams are in the business of, or they should be in the business of is winning. That's their product. That is the commodity that they're selling. And a lot of times they traffic in hope uh, and you know don't actually come through with any of the wins, but that's a different story. However, Aaron Rodgers has the clout to do that. But how about all the team, how about all the players in the team who maybe don't have that? They're not star players. They've just been, you know, they're just on the team. They're rookies. They're first year, second year players. They're a backup. Can they voice that opinion the same way? Can they act in the same way? Can their actions be as, uh, you know, sort of uh, accepted the way that Aaron Rodgers are? And it's interesting too, how in the media, you know, there's like two different ways in which we handle this. Uh, first, uh, other players commenting on the situation is a little difficult. And I do realize that because if you are not directly a teammate of this person, if you are not on that squad, it's very difficult to say, yeah, he should get out of there because the workplace is toxic. You've not worked there. You don't actually know that. You're going upon things that you hear from, you know, one source to another who, you know, you have not talked directly to Aaron Rodgers. You've not talked directly to, uh, you know, teammates on there. So I think it's one thing to say hey you're making a lot of, for a player to say we're making a lot of money and you should kind of you know take that into consideration however when it gets to the media there's two different paths we seem to take right deshaun watson last year this is completely separate of all the legal issues that he's had right um you know was unhappy with his place with the houston texans he was going out there during a COVID year in which the team had no talent almost getting hurt every week putting his body and his career quite frankly on the line for this team who then in turn in the offseason showed him no respect by saying, you know what, uh, we don't, we're not going to take your opinions on head coaching hires. We're not going to take your opinion on, uh, you know, free agent signings, things of this nature. And to me, again, when you've just paid this person a ton of money to be the face of your franchise, I think there is sort of a communication, uh, you know, avenue that should be taken there. You don't necessarily need to get his opinion on every single move that you make. But perhaps consulting, allowing him the ability to say, hey, you know what, this is what I'm seeing on the field, and this is what I think would be best for us going forward, at least best for me within the confines of the, you know, the play that we I see on the field, right? And they didn't do that. He didn't want to play there. And he's a black quarterback, so he became a malcontent. Uh, other white sportscasters, other white uh, retired athletes, specifically Brett Favre, like to say that he's making a lot of money and he should just kind of, quote, shut up and play. And that's not really right. Uh, he is also uh, allowed to be disgruntled with his workplace. But again, I think the actions also speak very loudly. Um, Deshaun Watson uh, did not put his name on it, at least coming out to the media himself. He did sort of the same thing that Brett Favre did. Um, there's something to be said about that. He also has been you know, very vocal about uh, not wanting to play there. And he has told management directly that that is the case. See, I think there's a difference there. Saying it to management directly is taking ownership for yourself. He doesn't have to come out of the media and say it, but he should obviously be telling his bosses, look, this is not what I want. We need to figure this situation out. Aaron Rodgers goes to people who know who know, he knows are going to get that information to the higher ups instead of doing it himself. He's the star quarterback. He is the face of the franchise. If he doesn't have the balls, pardon my you know word usage there for the ladies, 
um if he doesn't have the you know the the fortitude if let's say to go to the front office himself and say i don't want to be here i need a different situation then what does that say about him you know what does that say about his integrity um everybody should be accountable for whatever it is that they feel if you feel strongly about your workplace don't try and sabotage yourself just so you can get fired or let go be honest if it is such a toxic workplace and that honesty is not rewarded then you have a difficult decision to make um you know you might have to take yourself away from that job and that employment in order to get away from that situation uh but do it professionally because you don't want to ruin yourself going forward but the interesting thing about sports in general is winning takes care of everything leaves and he ends up going uh you know somewhere else and he starts winning nobody's gonna care but they should care because to me you know whining and crying and, and you know and acting sort of like a toddler in in many ways to get your way isn't really what you want out of somebody who is the cornerstone of your franchise a 37 year old man uh and i just don't abide by it i totally am pro player when it comes to these situations because i know that these nfl teams will cut bait as soon as they can because they don't want to pay somebody who's going to get injured or they don't want to pay somebody who's going to be around who's not going to give them the product that they want i totally understand that these players are not seen as humans that they're seen as commodities however I do think that there is a responsibility on the player's side to be able to do this in a professional manner because at the end of the day, they're professional sports athletes. This is the pinnacle of their profession. They are a professional. They're not like a McDonald's worker, right? They're not they're, they're not uh, some amateur college athlete who's complaining about their situation. They're a professional athlete and they should conduct themselves as such, in my opinion. Um, the same way that we in the workforce, whether you work in the private sector or the public sector, are asked to be. Um, you know, there is a certain level of professionalism that you need to uphold in order to keep your employment. And there are a lot of people who have been fired or let go of their job because they don't hold that standard. They are, you know, acting out, doing these kinds of uh, similarly childish acts to get themselves noticed or to get themselves promoted when all it's doing, in my opinion, is making it um, you know, sort of more known that you are not ready for that kind of step, that you're not management material. And I think people forget that. I think people forget that there are consequences to their actions and especially in the workforce. And so I guess I put this together because if you are um, unhappy with your job for one reason or another, you feel overworked and underpaid, you feel underappreciated, we all go through that. Uh, but remember that you have many options in front of you you have many career paths that you could possibly take and it might take you stepping away from a bad situation and putting yourself in a little bit of a financial pickle without income for a bit but if ultimately it adds to your life uh, happiness if ultimately it gets you to a better end goal then i think it's worth the calculated risk but always do it in a professional manner do not burn bridges because at the end of the day you may have to go back to those relationships and it's always good to make sure that you keep as many relationships intact as possible because you never know when you're going to need them. You never know when you're going to need to go back. So um, I hope everybody is having a great Friday. I hope wherever you are, you are safe. I hope that you have chosen to get the vaccine um, because as everybody else, you know, we want to protect everybody. You want to protect yourself. And we also want to get back to some semblance of normalcy and see some other people as soon as possible. Stay safe out there, fans. Uh, and I will catch you next week. Have a great weekend.